Hey, it's another day in real estate with Mitty Matthews from the Arbor Move team. We are realtors, but we are also your teachers and guides on this home buying and selling journey. Welcome to the podcast where we'll help you fall in love with the process of buying or selling a home, always bringing you helpful information along with some fun and interesting stories from the real estate world. Subscribe to our channel for your weekly bite of real estate. Oh my word, it's great to be back. Thanks for waiting for me. It's been a long while since my last episode. I feel like this is sort of, uh, maybe I should be like, hi, my name is Mitty and it's been a long time since my last episode. Um, but we're not there yet. We are still having a great time and we are still working hard with real estate. Um, I got a little bit busy last year, so uh, this podcast dropped off, but I have a lot, uh, a lot to teach you and I'm hoping that you'll stick it out. Um, today's title is real estate missed debunked separating fact from fiction. I know it is difficult to figure out what's going on when you're trying to buy a house, especially for the first time home buyer. So, um, let's jump into a few things here, uh, that may, um, may help you separate the fact from the fiction in the real estate market. Um, real estate myths debunked. Let's do this. All right. Um, Welcome to the Arbor Move Real Estate Podcast. We're bringing you insights and advice from the heart of Washtenaw and Livingston County. I'm your host, Mitty Matthews, and today we're tackling some of the most common real estate myths out there. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer, a seasoned investor, or just curious about the market, this episode is for you. So let's dive in and debunk some myths. Myths. Yeah, uh, sort of like a rumor. Anyway, myth number one. All right. You ready for this one? First up is a big one. You need 20% down payment to buy a home. This myth can be intimidating, especially for a first time home buyers. But here's the truth. While a 20% down payment is ideal to avoid PMI or private mortgage insurance, there are many options available. Um, even a conventional loan, you still don't need 20% down. Um, as far as the options available, there's an FHA loan, for instance, that can go as low as 3.5 down. So can a conventional. In Washington and Livingston County, there are also various home buyer programs, like a first-time home buyer programs and grants that can help. It's all about finding that right fit for your financial situation. And sometimes the best person to talk to is your real estate broker or your real estate agent because they have uh, great relationships with other um Vendors in this arena, I have such great relationships with my um, my brokers, my um, money brokers, my people who are going to lend you money. Um, I think that having somebody good that you can talk to about your situation that you feel comfortable with is amazing and important to this process because your your uh, your lender is the person who's going to get us to the closing table or not. So let's make sure we got somebody who's more about getting you there and less about uh, dropping you and somebody who's willing to um, go the extra mile and figure out uh, if there's a problem that arises, how are we going to tackle this so that you are still on track to purchase that house? Ah, oh, totally imperative. Myth number two, let's move on. Segment. The myth number two segment would be spring is the good or the best time to sell your house. Oh, 
It's not. It's not. Yeah, spring is traditionally a hot market, but that doesn't mean it's the only time to sell. Each season has an advantage. For example, selling in the winter might mean fewer listings to compete with. This is my number one thing. Spring is great, but you have put your house on the market in a pool of how many other market houses that are on the market right now, and you're hoping to stand out. I can't imagine. You're going to stand out if you have a great house because the same amount of buyers are still there in the fall, in the winter, uh, and in the summer. They really are. Sometimes there's more because there's people who didn't get the house in the spring market and they are eager, okay? Um, Sometimes those spring market people are still around in December and searching seriously on their off time. So don't be afraid. I've sold a house in one day, December 1st. Not a problem. Each season does have advantages. Um, so like fewer listings, that's a, that's a, that's a serious thing that we want to consider. If there are fewer listings on the market and your house pops on, all those buyers are going to converge on your house and they're going to fight for it. And that's what we're looking for. Remember in our area, the charm of autumn or the snowy winter landscape can also be quite appealing to buyers. That gives them that sense of hominess warmth in the winter is very appealing. Okay. So don't get hell bent on this spring market thing. I think the spring is a terrible time to list your house with everything I know in the last 10 years of my life have been all about real estate. I can tell you right now, I would prefer to sell something in an off season than in the spring. Um, let's move on to myth number three. You don't need a real estate in agent in the internet age. Well, you know, this one cuts a little close to home. And while it's true that there are online resources are great for research, um, nothing beats the expertise and the local knowledge of a professional agent. Let's, uh, let's be specific about that. We understand the dynamics of Washington and Livingston County. We can navigate complex negotiations and we can help you work with legalities and paperwork um, we're your advisors, we're your navigators. And honestly, um, as a buyer's agent, um, when I'm working with a buyer is different than when I'm working with a seller. Um, the, but I watch the for sale by owner people sit there and try to sell their houses. But even if you get a listing on the market, most people don't want to see that because a, that that home buyer's most likely not going to have an, a professional real estate approach. They're going to be home during the uh, the showing. Well, that's awkward. Um, and then they're they tend to have a lot invested in this house, and we understand that. So that they're not a neutral party. They're not somebody who can negotiate with a. Uh, clean slate um, and the ability to see straight. Um, so I find that the for sale by owner people, and this isn't a bash against you. This is just what I have found is that they're very difficult to deal with. They think that they know what that price of that house is and they have not thought about an appraisal. There's so many things that they haven't thought about. They're not prepared to work through. Um, this gets frustrating. Um, it, they tend to let the deal fall off because they think their house is worth more than it is. Um, and it won't appraise for that anyway. So there's so many, so many reasons why a for sale by owner is, is not uh, a great thing. A lot of people don't even want to see that house because of the headache that, uh, going through that transaction is going to propose. 
where there are other houses on the market, you're, that you know, there's very few special, special houses that you just, you know, yeah, absolutely must have and you're willing to jump through any hoop for. So keep that in mind. Um, uh, working with real estate agents really uh, levels that playing field. It makes it uh, a, a less tumultuous of a relationship uh, or a transaction. Um, it keeps things smooth and appealing to the buyer. So what happens in a, in a for sale by owner is these people think, well, I can save myself whatever percentage that real estate agent is going to want. Um, <clears throat> meaning also you're not going to pay the buyer's agent sometimes, which means those buyers can't purchase that house because they don't have an additional X percentage in the bank uh, to pay their agent. So they're just going to move on and find another house. They're not even going to think about that one. So just as my plug for the uh, for sale by owners, just really think about what you're doing uh, before you jump off that um, that ledge and have your house sitting for six months. Uh, that doesn't that just doesn't look good. You've got to come onto the market strong and uh, with the right impression, or people will be able to find um, find your mistakes later. And we <laughs> we know what that looks like. So let's move on. Let's not beat this dead horse. Myth number four. Set your home price higher for negotiation room. This is actually the worst thing you can do. Um, well, the, you want to pull negotiation room in there. You want to have more than one buyer. So I tend to find the sweet spot for the house, what I really think it would sell for. The best scenario, what I think that like ideally this house will sell for. And then we want to list it a little bit less like that might mean $5,000 less um, so that we have the best house on the market for that price. Cause the buyers know this, the buyers are very intelligent people and they are doing their homework every single day and they know what's out there. And when your house comes on the market and it is reasonably priced, it is priced at what it looks like is going to be even maybe a little bit too low you have a lot of people jumping on this, wanting to see this immediately, like, oh my gosh, we can get this. Now, they, they throw that price out the window pretty quickly when there's more than one buyer buying it. Now they're like, how much am I willing to pay for this house? And then it comes to this you know, feeding frenzy. Have you ever seen a bunch of salmon swimming upstream? That can, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a lot of people wanting your house that can drive that price, depending on the house, up $20,000, $50,000. That $5,000 that we dropped your price point is not something we need to worry about because that's that's just, you know, that's a hit the market price. That is not a sold price yet. It's a, it's a, what we think, my professional opinion means this house will sell for. So you got to price that right. And the for sale by owner, people tend to price their house 50000 100000 higher than it it could possibly go for. And they're sitting there, well, somebody might buy it for that. Who knows? It's, it's not the best approach. It's just not. Um, so set that home price higher for negotiation room is a bad idea. It can backfire. Um, overpricing can lead to your listing times being longer than they should be. And you know what that means to the buyer? There is something wrong with this house. Seriously, I can't tell you how many times the buyers are like, there's something wrong with this house. It's been sitting on the market for two months. Well, there is something wrong. It's priced too high. 
So, um, and the longer it sits there, the less people want to see it. So the less people see it, that lower it, it's perceived value is. Um, and you've at this point shot yourself in the foot, probably the best time to pull that off the market for a minute. Um, so we do a detailed market analysis to find that sweet spot, to price that home right from the start and to make sure it comes on the rocket correctly. And this is so, so, so important. I can't even tell you. Um, so let's, let's move on. Let's go to myth number five. The very last one, renovations increase your home value. While renovations can boost appeal, not all upgrades get you a good return on your investment. I want to say this again, not all upgrades get you the best return on your investment. In fact, most of them, you will return the value of less than what you put into it. I hear so many times, well, I put in, you know, $20,000 on this renovation. So that should make my house worth 20000 more. And it is not the case. Your $20,000 renovation might be worth negative five to somebody else because they've got to go tear it out. They hate it. So it's not an equal thing. Now we've got some renovations that make sense. Kitchen renovations that can, you could put literally $80,000 into a new kitchen and it might increase the value of your house 50,000. And this is pretty typical. This is, I mean, a kitchen renovation is great. It's good value, but you have to, it has to be against the other houses that have been sold in that neighborhood. That value is going to come to the table looking a little bit different than the exact money that you put in. So while the renovations can boost appeal, not all upgrades give you a good return on your investment. It's about strategic improvements. And we can talk about those because sometimes the best improvement is some paint, something low level cost. So simple fixes like that fresh coat of paint or landscaping can have more of a significant impact than a full kitchen remodel. Okay. So let that sink in. Let's talk about that. Like I've had people paint their kitchens, repaint your kitchen cabinets you could even do two-tone, a tone up a top, something to below. If your countertops are awful, a new countertop. And with those simple renovations, your kitchen looks like it's new. We're talking about a countertop. So maybe you've got a $2,000 invested into this kitchen, which will now possibly produce you know, $20,000 or $30,000 in updates, a renovation improvements on the house. So... Be smart. Let's be smart. Let's talk about it. If you really want to make some improvements, um, making the house, freshening the house is cheaper and will have more impact than a full renovation of a specific area of your house. Okay. So I think I don't need to go over that again, but there you have it. The five common, most common real estate myths debunked. Remember, whether it's buying or selling, knowledge is power. So if you have more questions or myths you want us to tackle, reach out to us at the Arbor Move team. We're here to help you navigate the real estate world with confidence. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on the Arbor Move Real Estate Podcast. This podcast is produced by the Arbor Move team in Whitmore Lake. joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. If you're thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area, reach out to me, Mitty Matthews. 
at the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head over to arbormove.com and find your dream home today. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today.